We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Just an unbelievable weather day. And as you heard a moment ago with Al, our good fortune in the weather department will continue. And there is a caveat. We need rain. Um, usually warm and sunny. You get to the end of October and early November, and you're thinking, I can get so much done. I can get that yard cleanup done in comfort. But it is dry. It was so dry that I I have a garden hose at the front of the house. The front of our house faces south. So I am comfortable leaving it there because... Uh, it it does get sun, and the, the hose doesn't turn to some sort of form of unruly, vinyl, half-frozen mess. Uh, but I went out and watered some of the smaller trees in the front yard because I haven't been running the sprinkler system for a while. That's been winterized. Blew, blew that out. And I thought, you know, I better drag the hose out and water some of these small trees. I have a pine tree that I planted four or five years ago. Uh, tiny little thing. You know, it's bigger than me. And I thought I better I better water that in before the ground freezes. So I uh, turned it on to a slow trickle and just kind of moved it around the, the tree and really soaked the ground around that. And then I've got a rhubarb patch. Same thing, soak that well. Even though the rhubarb's done for the year, I thought I would soak that in real good. And then I have an apple tree as well. Not not a gigantic apple tree, but it's a honey crisp. I got as a gift from my mom, and it was kind of a sad thing when I put it in the ground. And now it's a pretty good-sized apple tree and actually produced some uh, pretty tasty apples again this season. And I thought I would water that in. Now, now I do have a couple of oaks in my yard that are well-established, a couple of maple trees that are well-established, and I think they're fine. Um, Not sure if I'm going to water, but uh, I felt like the younger trees and some of the shrubs uh, could use a drink. And like I say, over the years sitting in for Denny Long on, on Smart Gardens on Saturday morning and listening to Smart Gardens for years. and I, I thought to myself, yeah, it would, be, it would be good to put some water down. Another thing I did in the yard today was clean up the peonies. This is always a bittersweet day. When I, when I pull the cages that give the peonies a little support, I've got three in the front of the house. And two on each side. And I inherited these. I didn't put these in the ground. But the the more I learn about peonies is these are wonderful plants that stand the test of time. Who knows how long they, they've they been here. But they, they really are, in a way, kind of a miracle. Kind of a hardy perennial. And 
I, I try to do my best to take care of these. And I put some water on the peonies, even though I pulled the cages and trimmed them all the way back. And that's one of the tricks I, I learned. Some plants I leave, like daylilies uh, and hostas, I leave over the winter. They, they provide a little bit of cover, and I've had pretty good luck with that. But the peonies I trim back all the way to the ground in the fall and then water them in. And when I carefully take the peonies cages, kind of bend them straight, put them up in the rafters of the garage for the winter, I always think the same thing. It'll be a good day when I'm pulling these down and and putting these back in the ground because it means uh, the peonies are back for another season. And they, they do pop up early, especially on that south side of the house where it gets really warm on the two sides. It doesn't get quite as much sun, but it really is a miracle when those start to pop up through the rock. And I know you're not supposed to have rock, but I inherited that, and I'm way too lazy to dig out the rock. But when they start to pop up through the rocks, I think spring is here. The peonies know that that it's warm enough to go. And, And we will get snow, and we will get cold, but they survive. And then what's so wonderful about peonies is they shoot up and then they generally will bloom right around Mother's Day, middle of May, and then they're done. And they say goodbye to the flowers and I trim all the, the flowers off and then they're just a nice green plant in the landscape. And they're fairly hardy. I, I try to keep them from getting wet too often. I've heard that as well. Um, so so I don't allow the sprinklers to get on the peonies leaves. That, that can cause problems. If it rains, it rains. But uh, otherwise, they're good until the first hard freeze, and then they're done. And then it's time to pull the cages and trim them back all the way to the ground. So uh, this, this morning, kind of a tough one. I, I said goodbye to the peonies uh, for another season. But uh, a lot of leaves falling today. When I first went on the air and and got ready to do Tech Talk with Doug, there was quite a breeze in the neighborhood, and it shook loose some of those stubborn leaves. There's still some hanging in there. But uh, it uh, knocked a lot of leaves. It was raining leaves in our neighborhood for a while earlier today. It looks like that's quieted down, but that annual chore is almost complete. It does mean it is prime time in college football. Hard to believe just a few weeks to go in the regular season in small college football. The MIAC, uh, the WIAC east of the St. Croix, and then, of course, the Northern Sun. Long way to go in the Big Ten season. Minnesota at the half was leading Rutgers 14-0 over at the U. And the Gophers have had a tough stretch. They dropped three in a row. They got beat by... Purdue took a week off, lost to Illinois, and then got blown out by Penn State. But they come home and lead Rutgers 14-0 now as they get ready to start the third quarter once again over at the U. Minnesota now 4-3 overall, 1-3 in the Big Ten. Rutgers an identical record, but uh, Minnesota's dominated. Tanner Morgan back at quarterback, uh, the veteran, um, I, I I don't Tanner Morgan 
has been around a while. And I know there was a COVID thing, and there might have been a medical red shirt and all of that. But uh, Tanner Morgan's been at the U uh, for, for a long, long time. I think he's closer to 30 than he is to 20 at this point. Uh, Mo Ibrahim, 23 carries, 89 yards. A couple of touchdowns, so Minnesota in good shape there. Other games in the Big Ten at the moment. Number 17, Illinois, they beat Minnesota. Lead at Nebraska, 6-3 to three through one quarter of play. Uh, through a quarter, Iowa leading visiting Northwestern in Iowa City. Minnesota and Iowa play in November. Floyd of Rosedale will be on the line. Tonight, good rivalry. Michigan State makes a short trip over to Ann Arbor to play number four Michigan. Spartans aren't very good. They're three and four this year. One and three in the Big Ten. Michigan unbeaten, seven and oh, four and oh in the Big Ten. Uh, I I might check it out to see if we could see an upset. I'm not optimistic. Michigan's pretty good this year. Speaking of pretty good, number two, Ohio State wins at Number 13, Penn State, 44-31. Buckeyes, 8-0, 5-0 in the Big Ten. And th- this was brought up. I-, I think Jonathan Lowe, who was sitting in for Kerry uh, a week or two ago here on the program, said this. You know, the more things change, the more they stay the same when it comes to college football. For most of my life, and for anybody listening, who's been the cream of the crop in the Big Ten? Michigan and Ohio State. And the footprint of the Big Ten continues to grow. Nebraska was added to the conference. Rutgers and Maryland, for whatever reason. Television, I guess. Uh, Now you've got USC and UCLA eventually joining the Big Ten. But here we are in 2022 and all these changes, the growth of the Big Ten, all the changes in college football. And who's still the cream of the crop? Ohio State, Michigan. And right now in the Big Ten, I don't think there's anybody even close. Wisconsin's falling on a hard time. Iowa's falling on a hard time. Nebraska, far beyond their glory years. Uh, Minnesota, little better under P.J. Flack, but generally same old, same old um, with the U. Um, and then there's the also-rants. Penn State uh, showed that they're no match at home today against Ohio State. So, once again, the more things change, the more they stay the same. It is all about Ohio State and Michigan in the Big Ten. And I don't think the addition of USC or UCLA to the Big Ten is going to change that formula at all. It'll be about the game, Michigan and Ohio State, and I would say more times than not, they will be the representative of the Big Ten in the college football playoff. Unless, of course, they grow it to the point where everybody gets in, like the high school football playoffs. And speaking of that, we'll, we'll talk more about the high school football playoffs that continue today around the state of Minnesota. The big schools got started last night in 6A. We'll have some scores. I'll have some thoughts on that. Uh, 5A through 9-man uh, with playoff action today as they count down to Prep Bowl at U.S. Bank Stadium. This year in early December, it will not be Thanksgiving weekend. It'll be a week later 
due to the Vikings playing a home game on Thanksgiving. So we'll get into that, a little high school football coming up here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. High school football, high school sports in general, counting down to state tournaments. Girls' state tennis tournament uh, was this week. And uh, the, the tournaments now come fast and furious cross country down at St. Olaf for the boys and girls. Uh, girls swimming and diving over at the Freeman Aquatic Center at the U. What a great venue that is. You know, we, we, we talk about venues here in the state of Minnesota. And let's face it, we've, we've put a lot of public money into it. We should be proud of it. Target Field's a good example of that. The Exxon Energy Center. Uh, you know, public dollars built these facilities. U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, sure, the owners contributed some, but the, the, the lion's share of what made those venues happen uh, was, was public money. A Target Center, privately built, but needed a public bailout. Uh, there was a remodeling effort a number of years ago uh, where, where they made some improvements to Target Center. You get the idea. And then, obviously, over at the U, a land-grant institution, there were donations that that helped these facilities get built. But, but ultimately, there's a lot of public money that goes into this stuff. But the Freeman Aquatic Center over at the U is just a phenomenal venue. And I had uh, a daughter who swam and had a chance to go to a couple of meets there. And I've had a chance to announce a couple of State of High School League meets in that building, and it is terrific. It, it's one of those venues in town where it feels like it could be an Olympic venue. Uh, so if you've never been to a swim meet there, I, I invite you to put it on your list and check it out sometime. It's terrific. With, with the diving well on one end and the... Uh, 10-meter platform, and uh, then, of course, uh, the competition pool. And what's great about that pool at the U is that they can convert it from, you know, a 50-meter Olympic-style pool into a 25-yard pool that they use for high school competitions. So it's pretty interesting how they do that. They have something that, that moves and splits the pool. It's... Very, very cool. Speaking of high school sports, football, the big schools got started last night in 6A. Um, On local cable TV, I had a chance to see Champlin Park in Moundsview. I do uh, some cable TV games up in the northern suburbs, Champlin, Anoka, Andover, Ramsey area. And Champlin Park was 4-4, Moundsview 2-6. Champlin Park led it 7-0 at the half. Moundsview 17 unanswered. In the second half to pull off the upset, uh, they will play a shock. P in the next round. Sabres beat Farmington 23-15. to uh, Here's some other scores, uh, particularly some of the higher seeds. Did very well, as you might expect. Stillwater beat Brainerd 38-21. Brainerd had an early lead in that game. Ponies bounce back. Uh, another high seed. How about Maple Grove, the number one team in the state, and the defending state runner-up? Blast Hopkins, 67-0. Lakeville South, the defending 6A champ, opened with a 52-6 win over Burnsville. It was uh, Eden Prairie of Perennial Power beating Eastview, 
35-3. Rosemont, the Irish beat Roseville 57-0. There were some closer games. Uh, Centennials had a good year. They beat Park Cottage Grove 41-24. Alwyzetta all over St. Michael Albertville 33-13. Uh, what other scores stand out? Prior Lake knocked off Coon Rapids 20-13. to uh, Eastridge beat Totino Grace 40-14. to uh, The Eagles once uh, a title contender uh, fallen on a bit of hard times. White Bear Lake got a playoff win, beating Anoka 28-23. Lakeville North over Minnetonka 24-7. Uh, the Skippers... Uh, have had a pretty tough time as of late. So those are some of the scores from 6A playoff action. 16 games around the state. Their state tournament will resume next Friday with games all over the area. Ton of games today in 5A through 9-man. And Elk River has got a big win. Elk River maybe the team to beat again in 5A. They blow out Duluth East 45-6. to is one of the finals already in the books. Benilde St. Margaret's in 4A football beat SMB 25-7. to And we'll keep an eye on some of those scores as we move through the afternoon here on News Talk 830-WCCO. Big college football day, as you might expect. Uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the top 25 in the Big Ten. And then, of course, as we move through the day, game reports out of the Northern Sun and the MIAC will check that. WIAC scoreboard. Four teams tied for the league lead in the WIAC. A couple of huge showdowns today, east of the St. Croix today, including River Falls at Whitewater and Lacrosse at Oshkosh. Two big showdowns, which is three weeks to go in the regular season over in the WIAC. And River Falls having a fine year. Uh, the Falcons are playing just great so far here in 2022. So we'll have all of that as we move through the day. Following the weather, we'll talk Vikings football. They're back at it. They get the Arizona Cardinals at U.S. Bank Stadium. I'll have some thoughts on that as they get back at it. It's been kind of a weird year in the NFL. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers look like all Sarans. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of people wondering if Tom Brady has stuck around too long. Uh, The Vikings certainly have been fortunate but uh, maybe that's key right now. It's better to be lucky than good. Uh, the Vikings and the Cardinals tomorrow at U.S. Bank Stadium. We'll get into that here. News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Vikings get back at it. High noon, U.S. Bank Stadium tomorrow. The Arizona Cardinals in town. Cardinals 3-4, and four, Vikes 5-1. and one. And even if you're the most hardcore Viking fan, you you would have to admit they've been fortunate this year. Even even the people that bleed purple, that that have all the gear, that maybe fly a flag on their vehicle, uh, potentially paint their face on game day, I would have to admit they've been fortunate in a five and one start. Five wins, hey. Uh, they got blown out in Philly. That happens. But uh, Arizona comes in, very winnable game. And th- this is one thing I do know about the NFL. And 
generally know about Big Ten or big time college football. Watch what the odds makers do. This is what these people do 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They probably think about football and setting the line in their sleep. And it's a good gauge on where the game is and what the people who do this for a living are thinking. Uh, The game opened at minus six, and now it's three and a half. So what does that tell you? Well, it tells you, in, in my opinion, that the Arizona Cardinals have a fighting chance to come in and win the football game. And if the Vikings do pull it out, it's going to be close. That they they don't they don't see a blowout here in any way, shape, or form. So that that's what it that's what it tells me. There, there's been quite a bit of line movement from six to three and a half. Uh, the Vikings are still favored. Vikings have a generally clean injury report going into the football game. They are coming out of a bye and should be well prepared. But here's a couple of things that stand out to me. Uh, about the Minnesota Vikings and and what makes me nervous over the long haul. They're 5-1. and one, They have been fortunate. There are games they probably deserve to lose that they didn't. I would say the greatest example of that is the Detroit Lions. Just ridiculous decision-making by their head coach. Not a Lions fan. Really could care less if the Vikings or the Lions win or lose a football game. But I still go back to that game and say some of the worst coaching in decision-making by a head coach I've ever seen. The Lions were the Lions, and they didn't get any help from their head coach that day. But the Minnesota Vikings offensively at times completely disappear. One drive looked like world beaters, and then three or four year or drives in a row, three and out, three and out, three and out. And defensively, I still think leave a lot to be desired. But they are 5-1 and one and lead this division. And a division that has what appears to be disinterested Aaron Rodgers, leading a very mediocre Green Bay Packer team. And then you got the Bears, who have a long way to go. And the Lions are the Lions. That's already been established. So great opportunity for the Vikings. And what what's more impressive about the Vikings' 5-1 and one start is what the schedule sets up like. And I know it's very dangerous to project looking forward but they have Arizona this week and then a week from Sunday they're they're playing the Washington Commanders and they're terrible and then a really tough game on November 13th at Buffalo against the Bills they get the Dallas Cowboys a very good defensive team but I I think even with Dak Prescott Mediocre offensively at home on November 20th. 
And then they get that Thanksgiving night game against the New England Patriots. That's the game that moved Prep Bowl to the following weekend. Then they're home to the New York Jets in early December. On the road at Detroit to play the Lions. Uh, Middle of December, they haven't determined when they're going to play the Indianapolis Colts. They get the New York Giants in a Christmas Eve game at U.S. Bank Stadium. And even though the Giants have gotten off to a terrific start, don't seem all that impressive to me. In a way, the Giants start is a lot like the Vikings start. It's like, yeah, it looks good, but are, are they a great team? And are there any great teams in the NFC? Then they're on the road at Green Bay and on the road at Chicago. And that's January 1, and then the Week 18 game at Chicago. But outdoor on grass, uh, division rivals, won't be easy. But you look at this remaining schedule, the only one you can say the Vikings really don't have a chance And any given week, any given Sunday, you've heard the old saying in the NFL. That game at Buffalo against the Bills, eh, if they won that, it would be a huge bonus. But beyond that, now the Minnesota Vikings, after this fortunate 5-1 and one start, take care of business against the Arizona Cardinals and go to 6-1. and one. You could think, with as fortunate as they've been and haven't had major injuries, which was really a problem over the last couple of years of Mike Zimmer's reign with the Minnesota Vikings. If they can stay healthy and continue to hang on to that rabbit's foot or whatever they've got that's brought them such good fortune, you know, all of a sudden you're thinking, this, this could be an 11-6, and 12-5 football team. And they could win the division and get a home playoff game at U.S. Bank Stadium. It is setting up very nicely. Uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. But once again, injuries are the X factor, and and there's still question marks about the consistency of this football team, in my opinion, on both sides of the ball. It is 345 here at News Talk, 830-WCCO, a charitable wrestling event. That's right. Uh, A a, a big fundraiser involving uh, pro wrestling is coming, and we'll tell you about it. More detail here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Huge college football Saturday. All the games in the Northern Sun have gone final. We'll get uh, game reports on those coming up, but, but they're all in the books. Mary beat Concordia St. Paul 23-13. to 
UMD walloped Minot State 51-7. Northern State beat MSU Moorhead and Aberdeen 35-7. Minnesota State wins at Sioux Falls 38-24. Bemidji State beat Southwest Minnesota State 34-15. Wayne State rolled over Upper Iowa 56-14. And Winona State beat Augustana 24-7. So no nail biters today in the Northern Sun. Those games in the books already. A couple of finals on the board in the MIAC today. Bethel beat St. Olaf 38-17. Gustavistown Carlton 28-9. Concordia at Augsburg. Uh, St. John's in Duluth to play St. Scholastica. And McAllister is at Hamlin today. And over in the WIAC... Uh, some big games. Lacrosse at Oshkosh. River Falls at Whitewater. Platteville visits Stout and Stevens Point at Eau Claire. And we'll have game reports and finals later on. The Huron News Talk, E3OWCCO. In the Big Ten, late in the third, Minnesota leading Rutgers 14 0. Uh, Gophers scored all 14 in quarter number two. Uh, doesn't sound like a really exciting game over at the year, but the weather is nice. It's a, it's a good day to be uh, outside at the U watching a football game, even if the game itself, eh. Uh, Illinois leading at Nebraska 13-9 in the second. Uh, meanwhile, Iowa all over Northwestern 13-0 late second quarter. Quick comment on the Wildcats. Either they're Big Ten title contenders or they stink. There's no in-between. You know, every now and then, Northwestern will get on a roll and be competitive. But they're 1-6, 1-3 in the Big Ten, and Iowa's not very good, and they're getting shut out by Iowa late second quarter. Michigan State at number four Michigan tonight on ABC. And one final, number two Ohio State wins at number 13 Penn State. 44 to 13. So you're up to date on what's going on in the Big Ten. We'll have top 25. Oh, by the way, St. Thomas won in the Pioneer League. Uh, they're they're 5 and 0 in the Pioneer, and they beat San Diego 49 to 42 today over at O'Shaughnessy Stadium in St. Paul. And I'm not trying to be critical. I've said this before. Uh, they've made the move to Division One. Uh, all the other sports they play in the Summit League, they women's hockey and, and men's hockey are are in other Division One leagues. But a lot of the other sports are in the Summit. And I would think at some point for St. Thomas, they're going to ultimately have to decide what to do about football. Are, are they going to stay in that non-scholarship Pioneer League going forward? Or are they going to take the next step and maybe try and get into the Missouri Valley Football Conference and go toe-to-toe with the likes of North Dakota State and South Dakota State and that sort of thing? I really don't know where else they go uh, beyond that. But uh, they they certainly had a great run in the MIAC, left that league, made the move to Division One, and now already making their presence felt in the Pioneer League 
Once again, Tommy's win today, 49-42 today. And and maybe they maybe they don't want to take that on. And the the likes of North Dakota State and South Dakota State because challenges is venues. I know they're looking at new venues over at St. Thomas for hockey, uh, a new building. I think it's going to be over at the old Ford site, I believe. They're going to build a building and upgrading their facilities, et cetera. But football is a challenge. And everyone's brought up, well, they play at Allianz. Well, is Minnesota United FC going to want college football teams tearing up their pitch Six home games a year. Probably not. I know the Tommies and Johnnies played there one year. That was a one-time deal. I'm just not so sure about that. And then building a football stadium or, or a stadium that can accommodate football and other sports because O'Shaughnessy, uh, quaint, fine for the MIAC. But if you're going to make the jump, to say a Missouri Valley, is that adequate? Probably not. And do they have the room on campus to to expand that facility? Based on what I've seen, probably not. Because the stadium backs right up to the street. So they, they can't build a bigger grandstand. And then there's buildings on the other side of the field. So a little bit of landlock over there at St. Thomas. But they get the W today. Uh Coming up, we're going to go outdoors. Steve Carney, stevecarneyoutdoors.com. We'll get the latest on the fall hunting and terrific fall fishing right now. The reports have just been great for people who have been out on the water. So we'll get the very latest from Steve. And then Dane Muse-Hutani of the Pioneer Press will talk wild hockey after an absolutely dreadful start to the season at home. They gave up 20 goals in three games. Uh, they have righted the ship on the road. Uh, they, they've had uh, successful games against Montreal and Ottawa. Uh, the trip continues. They get to Detroit and Chicago before returning to St. Paul. So we'll visit with Dane Mizutani at about 4.15 or so. And then we'll get started on college football final on this Saturday afternoon here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. Quick update on the weather one more time. We really do need the rain, it goes without saying. Uh, just hoping for rain. Uh, we see a little the end of the coming week, but not even a very good chance of rain. It's 67 now. South winds at 15, gusting to 22. Load tonight, 42. Sunday, sunny, 63. 63 on Monday for Halloween. 69 on Tuesday. 71 on Wednesday. We'll have the news in a moment here on CCO. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.